The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters, who we call the Super Ranters. For more information how you can become a Super Ranter and listen to the Sunranto Show early and ad-free, join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game Let's go, Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Lucho Scali Sunrento Michael Sunrento Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Oh, that feels good. Screaming my own fake name. Hi, welcome to the Sunrento Show. My name's Danny Rocket, and I am joined here with professional Brewers fan Eric Wheelo and also professional Washington Nationals enthusiast, Mr. Lost the Bet, Johnny Onomatopoeia. Welcome to the Sun Rantho Show. We are here to discuss the series with the Washington Nationals and the upcoming series with the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us on, Danny. This is like the fun part of the old radio show where like the disc jockey leaving the morning thing would be like, hey, what's the afternoon jockey doing? So I'm going to hand over the series from the Nats to Eric and the Brewers. Yeah, it's, oh. yeah ex- exactly. It's like when you at right about 11 o'clock when everybody stopped tuning in and then and they're going over to the lunch drive guy. That's exactly what's where we are right now in <laughs> Um, but unfortunately, there's only one guy here whose team is actually relevant this year, and it's uh, it's Eric's. And that, that for some reason, uh, the Cubs of the the Cubs brass, I wouldn't say it's like the actual players that are on the team have decided that it's just fine to just not compete this year. That's cool. Let's just hold hand a shitty division over to a frustratingly crappy team like the Brewers. I mean, I wouldn't say the Brewers are crappy, but they're not as good as really any other playoff team. They're not as good at, as the Nationals ever were in 2019 when, I, I, if you recall, I don't know if you remember this game, Eric, specifically, but there was a wild card game between the Nationals and the Brewers, oh, yeah. the, and the Brewers were winning the entire game. And then your right fielder, I try to play, I got his uh, name. Grisham, it was Grisham. Grisham. He missed yep. the baseball hit by Juan Soto, who is now a Padre. Yep. And – um. As is Grisham, because we traded him immediately in that offseason after making that error. And crazy crazy part about this, me and Johnny actually watched that game together on my couch here in L.A. 
Yeah, and when you watch with Eric, his fandom is so strong that when his outfielder missed that ball, I had to quietly exit the house. <laughs> like there was no there was no gloating, there's no in your face, it's just sort of a head nod and see you next season. <laughs> and, and do you know who gave up that pitch? Josh Hader, who is now a Padre. So this all comes together, guys. This is an inside job. This is Illuminati shit, uh, fake news, all of it. This is conspiracy theory as it gets. And the fact that we're on here right now, I mean, are we an AI? That's what I want to know. Is this <laughs> we are we're a, we're basically meta characters on the I mean, that is the future. You know, I I have one of those Oculus things and I was yeah. I was just walking around this room and random people were talking and, you know, I could kind of hear what they were saying. And, uh, you know, just kind of hanging out in this room, I could pick up a ball and throw it around and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, this is the future. This is the future of podcasting. Like, we're never even going to hang out at all anymore. We're no. just going to have our avatars do it, which will stay eternally handsome. Which is kind of frustrating because the three of us were pretty easy on the eyes. Hey, so, come like, on, no. I don't need no stinking <laughs> avatar to help me. Um, hey, I just wanted to say before we get started with the series that I really appreciate all of our Patreon supporters, all 109 of you. If you would so be so kind, join us. It's a dollar a month. You go to patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show early, ad-free, and I frankly like you more. Like the people that don't support us they'll be like ask me for something or ask me something i'm kind of like i don't really care about you and what you think that's really how i feel danny i send you two dollars through patreon every month for tickets and beer for you and the rest of the group and i love the calendar i have that hanging up on my wall remember everyone's birthdays it really uh membership has its benefits yeah Mm. exactly I'm, i'm the american express of cubs podcasts um, and I don't contribute any money, and uh, everybody on this podcast treats me like a fucking asshole. So you pay see? for what you get, you know? <laughs> see? Um, so, uh, Johnny, you lost the bet. You've you've said it. You know, your name is Mr. Lost the Bet. And uh, the bet was, for those of you not in the know, that uh, you would ha- the loser would have to perform a Craigslist or TaskRabbit kind of job in which uh, you would, it would be a day job, just one or one, you don't have to work all day, but you know, something that you would have to do from Craigslist. What I didn't consider was that there's so many jobs that you could get that are remote that you wouldn't even have to deal with any asshole cleaning out his, his uh, attic or something like that. But I think I found the perfect job for you. This is right there in Manhattan. Um, th- it's uh, dirty and funny <laughs> poems needed. No writing writing experience necessary, but you have some writing experience. So, but dirty, funny poems needed. And I like the example that they gave for the a kind of poem that you could write. Uh, it's a poem called "Fuck Me Like Fried Potatoes," and it goes something like this: "Fuck me like fried potatoes on the most beautifully hungry morning of my goddamn life." <laughs> End of poem. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, it's better than any Pablo Neruda crap. Do I have to put my name on it? Like, I assume these are going to be published somewhere that de- some site that deals with Nazis or some sort of. <laughs> some this, big- no, these are these are going on tombstones. This is uh, these are epitaphs. That's what this is. <laughs> Maybe funny AI generated greeting cards. Possibly, I don't know. It's um, 
but there are 50 of them that need to be written. So they need quite a few. You you get $5 per poem. Ooh. It says um, you will not be writing all 50, but you're welcome to submit as many as you'd like. You don't have to be a poet or a writer. We'd actually prefer that. And, and it should be open to all. Mm. We love funny, dirty poems that push the limits. Please see attached poetry. And there is another one. Give you some examples. The poems could be erotic or or shopping at the grocery store. Again, up to you. Um, but here's an, another one. Um, let's see. This one's called Life Choices. Mm. This was another example they gave. It goes, I am not gay, but I would totally fuck Timothy Chalet. 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 It's important that it's Chalamet because yeah. I wonder if this author would fuck Timothy Chalamet or they chose Timothy Chalamet because his name rhymes with gay. I'm pretty oh. sure. Yeah. Like, are we sure army hammer didn't write this? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. It was open to everybody and we know he needs the money. So yeah, I am not a spammer, but I would totally get an email from army hammer. Ah. <laughs> you know. It is not sexual. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So if you, I'm just, just the job suggestion. Did, did you have any, uh, but if you have any more suggestions, please bring them into the Sunranto Ranters page. It's a Facebook page. We're all there. You could tweet me at Sunranto of some Craigslist ideas you might have for Johnny. And they could be anywhere. If it's, if it's online, you could do it. One in Alaska. I, <laughs> or my pledge is that I will fly to wherever. No. I, like <laughs> I will say, Danny, that when uh, this was devised, I pictured it being in person. Uh, I, I do not have a fear of COVID or anything like that. I would like to go in person. The, the joy of it to me was wearing a Cubs hat or shirt and talking about the Cubs incessantly while performing whatever task it is. <laughs> so, I'm sure that New Yorker that you're cleaning their attic out will love that. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a little bit of punishment for thinking that I only deserve ten dollars to to clean out a backyard. I mean, I'm, yeah. It, I mean, it, it's not hard to be a Cubs fan. You just have to talk about the World Series season incessantly, for, you know, at all times and any argument <laughs> they make. Just bring that fact up over and over and over again. I'll, I'll, just live in the past. That's all you have to do as a Cubs fan. Well, I mean, it's not like the Brewers fans are always talking about their this World isn't about Series me right now. appearance <laughs> in 1982. Danny, all went up you. The Brewers fans talk about the basketball team. That's the new thing. They're yeah. like, yeah, we suck, but did you see Antetokounmpo? You know, it's guys, like, okay, we're talking about guys, baseball. Guys, you know what we're celebrating in Milwaukee? Last weekend we celebrated the 1982 World Series losing Brewers team. Yeah. The 25th anniversary. The, That's the Harvey, what we're rallying around. The Harvey Wallbangers. Isn't that what they call them? The Harvey Wallbangers, baby. Why did it's they call the, them that? Because they were drunk? Because uh, uh, the manager was Harvey, uh, and we we're banging uh, him off the wall. We we're the one of the be- we we're the best hitting team in baseball. Paul Molitor, Robin Yunt. That's when Cecil you guys Cooper, had an offense. Gorman Thomas. Yeah, Gorman yeah. Thomas. Man, I I used to just stare at that baseball card and be like. How is the bouncer down at the sports bar on the corner on the Brewers? And it was Gorman Thomas. It was the same guy. Well, Vukovic, our pitcher, he used to own a bar with Gorman Thomas. And the stories of them just getting bombed is legendary. And then apparently Paul Molitor was a huge coke head. And his wife was the biggest coke dealer in Milwaukee when he played for the Brewers. 
True story. <laughs> you'd, you'd think we would have noticed with all those uh, mustaches going around at the time that there yeah. would be some little well, nose we have, hanging up. We did have Raleigh fingers, man. Can you imagine the dust on that? <laughs> okay. uh, John, I, go ahead. All of that has inspired me for my first Craigslist poem. Ooh. Ooh, nice. I want to mullet her or Harvey Wallbang her with someone's fingers. What was his name? <laughs> Raleigh. Raleigh's fingers. With Raleigh, okay. With, with Raleigh's fingers. <laughs> I want to mullet her or Harvey Wallbang her with Raleigh's fingers. Hey! All right, that's one. I got 49 more poems to go. <laughs> that's a 15. That's, that's as good as three right there, well, in it, my it, opinion. It, if you if the poem thing doesn't work out and they don't hire you, I got there. Here's one uh, cigar roller for luxury clients in the East Village. Wow, Ooh. we I are a lu- luxury hookah catering company. Do you I know how to roll? Be, yeah, you'd you be appropriating a, a job, John. I mean, you're already gentrifying a neighborhood in Harlem. Do you really need to gentrify a job? <laughs> Take it away from old abuelitas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Cubans. <laughs> this is, this is uh, f- French immigrant territory now, buddy. <laughs> How far we've come from trapping. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They, you thought- did your family come over to be trappers and sell to natives? Sure. I'm a crateau. Yeah. Crateau. Crateau. <laughs> Um, so, uh, well, good luck with all that. I'm excited to find out what, what happens now. I, I was a little nervous with this whole thing because Cubs lost game one, which put us, which put it me, um, put us tied two and two at that point. So, and it was a kind of a heartbreaker for the Cubs because it was just sh- shitty defense on the Cubs part, um, that screwed it up. Uh, we lost five to four, all, uh, well, four of the nationals runs were, were unearned, so that kind of, you know, then you just know that you screwed it up. The Cubs did strike out a bunch of times. That that dude, Josiah Gray, he's good. You got him in the Scherzer deal with uh, Trey Turner. And um, he's young. He's rough around the edges. I also heard that he, he gave, well, he gave up his 30th home run of the year to Ian Happ, which leads the majors. So even though he struck out 10, you can. It's either. It's all or nothing with, with him. Also in DC, they're looking for any redeeming storyline, and so he was on the cover of the Washington Post sports page the next day with uh, some sort of made up story that when the manager came to take the ball from him, he pulled a Scherzer and was like, "No, I still got more in the tank." And so they're they're trying to uh, trap some of that Scherzer energy onto his. Well, I mean, he was traded for him, so. <laughs> ah, yeah. But I did see that happen. Uh, but it, that, but I'm like, is Davey Johnson that big of a pushover? Because like, you know, I, I, no other manager would allow that to. I, I think very rarely are you allowed to even tell the manager that you'd like to do something different than what he would like to do in that moment. Because he has other reasons usually, not just that he thinks you're gassed. Yeah, Dave, well, but there's no other reasons. There's nothing. May I make this point that one thing about having these teams that aren't contending and after the trade deadline for me, I don't know any of my players, is that I didn't realize how much fun listening to baseball is is doing your own management, like making your own decisions. Oh, they should pull him. He pulled him too late. You know, when you really get so involved in this, and I have been listening to the games and I don't know any of the players, and so they're like, 
Davy's going to go out because Fields is warming up and Edwards is, and I'm like, well, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> who are they? Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll pull them or whatever. And so Davy walking out and being like, all right, son, you're done. No, I got one more. It's like, oh, who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah, who cares? So he blows his, his elbow out and he has Tommy John. Like, hey, <laughs> I mean, Dusty would have left him out there for 200 pitches. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, he did quite well. Strowman pitched for the Cubs. As I said, all the runs were unearned that he gave up. But he didn't pitch great, but he did get his ERA under four. He's been just kind of just towing that line all year. Um Lighter Jr. came in, did a pretty good job. We saw a lot of him in this series. And then Hughes is the one that came in and give, gave that um, gave up that dong to, to Cruz, which then I was thinking to myself, dude, I don't know how you didn't trade Cruz. How did – I mean, was the market just really weird this year? Like Eric and I were talking right before we went on. You, got, you traded closers with the Padres for no reason. Yeah. We couldn't find anybody for Contreras or Hap or Smiley who pitched well again today. Nobody wanted him. We couldn't get a deal done. And then you guys couldn't get anything for uh, for Cruz. And I'm just like looking up and down your lineup. It's just, I mean, the guy's 42 years old. I get it. But, you know, he still has it in the tank that he can come in and give you the heroics. At- he, laid, he, he legged one out today. I mean, he's still hustling on this team. The guy wants to contend and play well. He still has heart and passion, it, it appears. I don't know, man. He's played for every other team in baseball. There had to be a spot for him. <laughs> exactly. On a contender, though, you'd think somebody would w- just want that bat. You know, face the lefty, do the switch, uh, do the pinch hitter thing, even if he doesn't even play. Just a valuable bat to have at the. At yeah, down take the that Matt Stairs row, but Matt yeah. Stairs, and just come in and hit that dinger when you need it. Yeah. So, um, what else happened in this game? Uh, really? I, well, th- one interesting thing is that guy Joey Manessis, who came he's up. Great. He's he's like Frank Schwindel for, for, of the Cubs last year when Frank the Tank comes up. Does really well. Everybody falls in love with him real quick because this guy's 30 years old. He's not a prospect, but he's, what is he, a career minor leaguer guy? Did, did you even heard of him before last week? No, no one had. He'd been in the minors <laughs> his whole career, and now he's in the midst of an 11-game hitting streak. But uh, today's game, which I don't know if you, I'm fast-forwarding, uh, he was up in the bottom of the eighth, a runner on third, uh, down by one run, one out. And he couldn't get that run home. So it's, you know, the 11 game winning streak doesn't matter when I'm doing Craigslist bullshit because he couldn't get the ball out. Of <laughs> he could, I was convinced that today's game was going to go extras, just like the next game uh, went. Um, oh, actually, I want to finish up one thing with uh, game one because the reason all this was, all this, uh, all the runs were unearned was because of freaking Zach McKinstry, who came from the Dodgers. Um, in in the trade for I uh, God forget even who it was but uh, one of the the middle reliever guys that we got we actually were managed did manage to trade but he bobbled a, not only did he screw up a play and had a bad throw then he freaking botched the double play so like just it was adding insult to injury and I want to ask like because the Brewers are a pretty good fielding team Nationals are amongst the worst this year but Nationals are amongst the worst at everything. Is that something that you think that at this level that can still be cleaned up? Like, if you were just that bad defense, like the White Sox, 
they've got a bunch of butchers out there in the outfield. The Phillies outfield is just butcher it. They butcher it, you know, with Castellanos and Schwarber. Like, they're just not good. But then, you know, the infield defense, if you don't have, like, a good guy at short or, like, if they can't pick up the ball and throw it to where it needs to go, I mean, is that something they can still learn? Or are you just stuck with that now? And that's what our team is. Hmm. Well, I wonder how much it has to do with the chemistry, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's Good such point. a ro- ro- rotating lineup day to day. And it's like, if, are you in your head of the ball coming to you? Or are you worried about the guy you're throwing it to that's different every day? I mean, at this point, you either have it or you don't. They know that. They want to be major leaguers. I don't, I don't know how you reteach this. It's not like hitting where you get traded to another team. There's a different approach to it. You do it differently. It's... I don't know. I think it's repetition and it's pattern and you have it or you don't. It's not like it's a case of the yips. Yeah, I think chemistry is a big uh, answer to that. Eric and I were on a softball team together, and if you don't know or trust the person to whom you're throwing, it it gives you that split second fucks with you. Or even like little kids playing soccer, and they're all running around. There's like – you know, 15 kids all standing around the ball. Like nobody's going into formation to pass. Like, so you don't want two guys going for the ball and bumping heads or, or something like that. I mean, not that that would happen at this level it happens very rarely, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. Like even like a, a second baseman running into the outfield to make a play or something like that. Cause they don't trust the right fielder to get there. Or like nobody knows where each other's standing or yeah. But so that's that's a good point. Like McKintree's new on the team, and it kind of cost him the game. The, those couple of like bad plays, um, yeah, just frustrating. So now, Danny, did you see who got the win for that first game? No, who did? Oh, was it, oh, it was a Carl Edwards Jr. person named Carl Edwards Jr. Carl great, and he's coming to the plate. Yeah, and he doesn't get to bad anymore. <laughs> that, that song is all about him batting because I was at a game where he took it at bat, which was pretty rare. Joe Madden made him go two innings, so he wanted to keep him in the game, so he made him bat. So, um, but yeah, he gets the win uh, and uh, two strikeouts. He looked good, man. I mean, I always liked Carl. Kind of ran out of uh, he was real inconsistent. You know, he would either be lights out or just total dog shit, and like there was no in between. But, um, you know, even like you kind of saw a microcosm of that in game set. Eric, do you remember game seven of the World Series of 2016 when Carl Edwards Jr. was on the mound in the bottom of the 10th inning in Cleveland? And he got the first two outs, but then like he, he couldn't get that. He couldn't get that third out. You know, he just he got the yips and he, and that was a microcosm. Now I can't get outs anymore. So they had to go get Mike Montgomery. So, um. All right, let's move on to game two anyway. Uh, game two, the the uh, Cubs managed to pull this one out. It looked bleak, took 11 innings. This was um, Steele versus MLB's worst pitcher, Patrick Corbin. I don't know what happened to this guy. Just fell off the face of the earth. And But this he wasn't that bad in this game, or at least the Cubs let him off the hook, it seemed, quite a bit. Um, uh, this In this one, we had uh, – I mean, just a lot of opportunities kind of missed, I think, for the Cubs uh, throughout the game. They um, – there, there was just a lot of uh, 
kind of station to station baseball. Like Nico had three hits. He also like doubled in he doubled in Suzuki. Higgins knocked in Horner. Like they were just putting kind of some innings together. Uh, they they were winning. They let the Nationals come back in and tie the thing. Then we got to clown ball at the end of it. And um, there was a really I mean this is gonna cut probably the most interesting part of this game was the end, which was in the in the tenth. The Cubs should have scored more runs. This game goes 11. In the 10th, though, the Cubs should have scored more runs. But Zach McKinstry, well, Ian Happ was on third base, ran over your second baseman and was called for interference, and Ian Happ had to go back to third. And then on a Wilson Contreras sack fly, Happ managed to score. Now there's two outs except for, like, Rafael Ortega is just the worst base runner of all time and got tagged out. So it's just like everything kind of went wrong on the base pass for the Cubs. And that's another thing that's been killing our team this year, like the defense, just terrible base running. Uh, you know, Cubs Cubs had as many hits uh, last time I looked as the Dodgers did, but they score, like, 100 less runs. So you got to there's got to clean a lot of those the kind of fundamental like, things up. It does seem like base running is again something you should have learned in little league, and you actively have a coach out there telling you what to do. So how are they making these mistakes? Um, yeah, I did. I did hear that the Cubs have the most steals attempts, steals and throwouts. So oh, you yeah. guys are just crazy running the base. Yeah, no, we're terrible. We get thrown out of the base pads game. We have the most caught stealings. I mean, it's – yeah, but we do steal a fair amount of bases, but that's kind of like a hallmark of a crap team, especially when you don't have, like, real plus-plus speed. You know, it's not yeah. like – Cubby hustle. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not really our game usually, but it's like you got to do it when you're getting a bunch of singles and you got to get into scoring position all the time. Otherwise, you just hit into double plays all day long. And uh, Yeah, I think it's be- the – it's the, the Javier Baez effect, man. You just play for yourself, reckless abandon. You, you just do it with flash. You make a lot of outs, and but you, you got a lot of energy, so the fans rally around you, and then you get traded to the Tigers and suck. So- suck. Oh, man. <laughs> Boy, what a bad move by the Tigers. I mean, yeah. and I wonder how much of that also is just, you know, a Javi going to a new team and not feeling comfortable as well. He was definitely worse with them than he ever was with us. So, um, yeah, the bullpen fall, fell apart for the Cubs, even making this all necessary. Um, yeah, uh, Wick blew the save, looked like crap, but they tried to get, keep him out there for two innings. Uelman looked terrible, gave up three hits. Newcomb, couple of walks. Uh, I mean, Wick, Wick looked great getting out of a bases-loaded jam, but then they brought him back out and it was bad. Um, and then uh, Hughes kind of blew it again. There were two two blown saves in this game for the Cubs, yet they won. So uh, all's well that ends well for us. Tried tried to lose it. What I did enjoy, I don't know if you caught any of the Cubs broadcast of this one, but uh, Rick Sutcliffe was on the TV call, and he's one of those real old school guys. So he was pretty mad about that interference being called on the base pass. He's like, well, back in my day, you tried to run him over. (laughs) He's in my way. I'm going that way. I don't care where he is. I'm just going to smash it down. And he was a pitcher. He probably would drop kick him through the air and still get second base. He'd be wearing one of those coats. You know, the pitchers who always wear the coat. The, The puppy starter. 
Yeah, he didn't get there <laughs> out there with our starter jag, but he was he was mad about it, and then he like said some BS because he I think he must be drunk by the end of the game. Um, he certainly <laughs> sounds it, uh, but he was starting to talk about how Don Zimmer invented the safety squeeze. And I was like, what? Oh. Like, I mean, somebody had to have, but Popeye? I don't know. <laughs> Then today's game was kind of a uh, a snoozer, uh, tight tight game. I would call it a pitcher's duel, but when you have offenses as inept as ours and such terrible pitching, I'm not going to give us all that credit. But uh, yeah, Cubs only had five hits. Uh, Nationals only had six. At least there were no errors in this game for some of the two worst fielding teams in baseball. And uh, Cubs managed to eke it out. PJ Higgins with the two-run blast that was kind of the difference in the game. You guys couldn't get that run home from third at the end of the game. And uh, Smiley, does he He does not get the win, but in the weirdness of baseball, Uelman gets mm. the win and the blown save. <laughs> so, mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? Wow. Yeah. They baseball, got baby. Wow. Bring out the Uelman and bring out the best. <laughs> bring out the blown save. So uh, you guys got ex-Cub C- Steve Ciszek, too. And uh, yeah. Corey Abbott, who we gave up on, uh, was able to – also an ex-Cub, brought his uh, ERA down to a lofty 516. So That's good. I'm glad we haven't given up on him. Yeah. I managed to get it like a 15-minute baseball nap in somewhere around the top of the eighth in this one. It's about the seventh, somewhere around the stretch. Just like this game was boring the crap out of me. Um, yeah, I, well, I don't really have much to say about this one. It was kind of a snoozer. Not a lot happened. The Cubs didn't even have hits. It's like two hits through five, something. Um, I'll say this about the game. I haven't listened to baseball this year, and I was listening to this game, and what I don't miss is the commercials on the MLB app no. where I was listening today. Here's my hot take on today's game. And they were like, it's almost June. Time to get your lawn started. And I'm like, <laughs> fucker, it's August. Like they don't they don't update anything. You know, yeah. it's like all just the old like it's time to start thinking about hot weather and your your AC. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. There's a I, I watch the MLB uh, TV and there's a Kia commercial and there's this high pitched whistle. And it airs every commercial break, and it scares the shit out of my dog. <laughs> and he hides. So, like, if I don't grab the remote and mute it, I can't do anything at, in the house. I can't. And it will air if I put on the radio call, everything. Scares the living piss out of him. He's shivering. He's hiding under my bed. Like, I can't even listen to baseball anymore. Is that why you didn't buy a Kia? <laughs> I, I, I steal them because I'm one of the Kia boys from Milwaukee, baby. I mean, it's it's definitely why I did not donate my car to Cars for Kids. Oh, like, like you, they will the never style. get my car. They, no. no, never. It, until in fact, until they stop playing that song, you know, I'm going to encourage everybody, pretty much every show that we do on this show, to not use Cars for Kids. No. The song is terrible. Plus, those kids in the ad are in their 30s now. Yeah. I mean, like that that nine year old in the the pink skirt that's pretending to play the bass guitar is uh, <laughs> she's got two of her own cars for kids. Now. I think she, she I think she plays background for Gaga. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. So yeah, it was a you know pretty mon- 
I liked yesterday's game, even though it was so sloppy. But it was at least like kind of had me engaged at the end of it and all yeah. the kind of weirdnesses of it. Um, people are hashtag chanting in the chat. Brett did it. Seth Kennedy did it. Facebook user did it. Yeah. Um, if you want to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love, uh, well, then uh, ha- hashtag chance in the chat and you can get a chance to win that. Um, I have a new idea. And hell, let's start it now. Uh, I'm going to collect all the chances for the rest of the year. And then there will be a, and then I will do a, a picking or a, a, a raffle of all the winners and you will win something better. But I don't know what that is. I have to, you know, Matt camera print or something like that, or I don't know. I'll, I'll think of something good, but hashtag chance in the chat. So we're, we're going to, we're going to sweeten the deal here a little bit. I just thought of this the other day. So let's start now. Why not? Yeah. Why Get not? in there, Facebook user. Yeah. Also, gonna- if Facebook user wins, I'm going to be like, that was me. I use Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you <second>. don't. <laughs> so, well, as long as uh, Eric's got to take a leak, why don't we just take a quick commercial break, and we're going to be right back to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers and uh, the series that's coming up. And there's one game, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, Eric, you won that one time. Look at that. I won. Inside job, baby. There it is. That's Personalized note. That's what it looks oh, like. You see that crappy postcard stamp I had to use? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's when they print the stamp from the kiosk and it's bigger yeah. than the envelope. I yeah. kinda, he kind of ruined the postcard for it me. Completely but, you know, ruined it. It's, yeah. it's the thought that matters. And then there was like the seal right here that I had to peel off because I couldn't read your message. Yeah. Um, but it was just more talking shit, so then I wish I would have just kept it on. It's the thought that counts, though. <laughs> well, Danny, thank you so much for having me on. And, Eric, it was great to see you. I'm going to uh, let you two talk about the series coming up. But uh, I can't wait to be on a, a Sun Ranto show in the future once I fulfill the bet. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, no, you got you to go live from the job. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And we have to have Eric uh, live shitting on me. Uh, uh, one more poem. <laughs> one, uh, one more poem for you. One eight seven seven cars for kids. One eight seven seven. I hope you hit a skid. And die. <laughs> wow! Wow! You know the, the rhyming made it work. Yeah, I, you know, I'm missing the syllables, but. Uh, <laughs> You know what business would work even better is kids for cars, where you get to just trade in these nasty-ass kids and get a nice car out of the deal. See, what happened to apprenticeships, where I could just, like, apprentice my kid down to the blacksmith and be like, all right, you go down there, learn to be a blacksmith, and bring me back some horseshoes. That's why I'm not a parent. Yeah. I think that was called Epstein's Island, right? Um. (laughs) Was that a reality show? I've never heard of that. Um, All right. Well, we'll be right back. Thanks for coming on, Johnny. Sorry you lost the bet, but you you have the worst team in baseball to work with. What can you do? All right. I'll see you with AI in the second half. If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, 
click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fans Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. The Sun Ranto Show is always brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers who we call the Super Ranters. Uh, who are the Super Ranters? Well, Super Ranters, they have their own RSS feed and they get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content, uh, for example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, they get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Ranter of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, there's perks at every level. $5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows, which are are called Sun Ranto Singles. Uh, at $12, you get the Rancher calendar every year, and uh, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show and, frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. Then join at the $3 level. That's three bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Welcome back. Um, hey, Eric, I, I know you're a, a gambler of sorts that you like to uh, to uh, play play the ponies, as they say. Uh, yes. But um, do, have you ever heard of U.S. Bet? I have not. Yeah, yeah. We're actually now a U.S. Bet affiliate, and I don't really push it too hard that much. But if you go to usbet.com uh, and you sign up and you sign up under the name Sunranto, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O, then – Every time 
you lose a bet, we get 30% of your loss. Whoa. So, so that's our tagline. U.S. bet, when you lose, we win. <laughs> so I think it's pretty catchy. Yeah, not bad. But, I like uh, that. Yeah. yeah. But if, you, if you're looking for a new gambling syndicate, I highly suggest U.S. bet because uh, you know that – some some of the money will go towards uh, uh, cheese curds up up in Milwaukee because some uh, that's what I buy when I'm up there. So I love that. Uh, so I also wanted to give a little bit of ticket advice, real quick, as long as we're in the, like the kind of commercial part of the show. Uh, and that is th- Friday is going to be a tough game. You got a it's going to be beautiful outside, absolutely gorgeous. Going to be like mid eighties. It's the end of summer. Kids are back at school. But, like, Friday, it's like one of the last Friday 120 situations that uh, we can get out there. So I kind of highlighted this set right here, Terrace Box Corner. These are on StubHub. You can use our affiliate links, and I'm going to post it in the chat right now. This is with fees, 29 bucks. These are great seats because you they're right. You go in right by the firehouse in left field. It's Terrace, Terrace Box Corner 203. You are in row two. You will have sun for the beginning of the game, and then it will go away, and you will be in the shade. So it's uh, these are just great seats. Some of my favorite in the ballpark. You've got a great view, like right down the line. It's kind of like living uh, sitting in a bleacher seat, but without, um, with, but with a back on your chair, which is kind of nice. There you um, go. More comfortable seat. I just dropped the link in the chat to those. I I was sharing these all day because there was some. We have vivid seats as a as also as a sponsor. And I shared a pair from Vivid Seats up in the upper deck that were a great price, and those got snatched up. I don't know if it was somebody that clicked because I suggested or just somebody else bought them. But, uh, yeah, there's it's a tough ticket. So if you're going to go, I would I think that the prices are going to rise because, you know, Milwaukee will come down. It's, it's real close. You know, they're in it. I, I could see it just being rough. I now, actually just I just bought the tickets and now they're relisted. These tickets are now sixty five dollars. So see, see, there you go. I mean, I said somebody was looking for a bleacher seat the other day, and they wanted to, a suggestion about where to get the best bleacher. And I'm like, there were a, a set of four bleachers for fifty six bucks. Now face is like seventy five eighty or something for oh, wow. for Friday. Yeah, it's too much. It's way too much. But that's what they're going for, fifty six bucks. But then a single ticket was going for a hundred. He's like, what should I do? I just said, buy all four and then sell three of them for a hundred bucks each and go for free. That's what I'm like. And do it now before I do it. Yeah. And then you're drinking for free the whole game. Exactly. Yeah. Add, an, add into the cup snake, like a true cubby, like a true Cubs fan, <laughs> exactly. you know? Exactly. It's what we do. So uh, the, it's going to be a nice day to on Friday to uh, make your cup snakes. Saturday and <laughs> Sunday, though, you know, you know there's going to be some delays uh, maybe even a cancellation, especially if the sun comes out <laughs> and uh, the weather clears, then we're definitely canceling one of these games <laughs> just just so you have a tougher time of it down the stretch and have yeah. to, like, come back from a New York road trip or something. Just Chance of us. rain? Canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So wait on those tickets, but Friday – I would and use our link at sunrancer.com slash stubhub. So I have lots of questions for you, Eric. Oh boy, here we the go. The trade deadline. I have no idea why in the hell you traded Josh Hader for what's his name? Tyler Rogers? 
Yeah, Tyler Rogers, their closer, who was also who was having a way worse year than Josh Hader. Uh, then we got Lamette, who kind of a Tommy John guy that's kind of been up and down rehabbing. Uh, Robert Gasser, their number nine prospect, and Estereo, uh Ruiz, who is their number five prospect. It was a so, lot of guys. So five and nine, and then Lamette we released immediately, DFA'd, signs with Colorado, does very well, and then gives up a game-winning hit to the Cardinals. And uh, Taylor Rogers hasn't been great. So this trade, as a Brewers fan, made absolutely no sense to me to win now. With this awesome core of pitchers with Woodruff and former Cy Young and Burns, you know, you have Devin Williams in the back end. I know Hader was struggling, but the guy had two years of team control left. We're paying him $11 million this year, second most money on the team. Had another year team control left. Are we trying to win now is the big questions for Brewers fans. And if we are, why do you trade this guy as a first-place team coming out of the All-Star game? I mean, it, it makes me think there was something else going on, like – that I don't know, maybe I don't know, racist tweets again. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, like, I mean, it made no sense. I, I know the guy was struggling. He gave up nine home runs on the year, and six of those were in, I think, the last three weeks that he pitched before we traded him. He was having a rough go, but that happens with closers. And haters had these stretches where he struggles a little bit, but he bounces back. It's also been used a ton, but we did nothing to make this team better. Well, he's been I mean, bad it, with – he's been really bad so far with San Diego. He's only gotten into three games, but he's got a 10-13 ERA. Yeah. Um, and but it, but it, it's not even the bad performance. It's just, it's just the energy of that team and just believing in yourself. And this is a tenured guy, five season with the Brewers. I mean, three uh, closer of the year awards. I mean, multiple-time All-Star, one of the best – relievers in baseball if not the best over the last five years you just let that guy go I mean what does that do for your team what does that do for the clubhouse and well the that's what it makes me think maybe it's it wasn't like, maybe they were sick of him like maybe there's something else going on like, they weren't though every player that was interviewed was devastated Devin Williams was speechless he couldn't even speak of it and here was a guy moving into that closer role, you think he'd be happy and he'd be, he's like, I'm the guy now. My rate goes up. My future contracts go up, but he was devastated. It was almost just like a stab through the heart of a lot of these players. I feel, I mean, even if you don't like the guy who doesn't like having that guy that, you know, nine times out of 10 is going to close it out for you. It's, it's signed, sealed, delivered. Well, my question also is like about, like you said, are you going for it? I mean, you got the central is just weak as hell. Like, that yeah. doesn't mean, like, some team, like the stupid Cardinals, aren't going to freaking go on some miracle run with freaking Albert Pujols and Yachty will come back and hit the game-winning World Series home run or something like that, something awful that will break our hearts. But, um, you know, maybe you're looking around at the Padres and you're looking around at the Dodgers and at the Mets and you're like, Mets. well, we're not going to get past those teams, so what's the freaking point? Uh, we could be... Who cares if we're the sixth playoff team? You know, let's get let's set ourselves up for next year. But but you didn't really because you got really. Denilson, Lamette, and then you got rid of him. Yeah, we okay. So here's the thing. I think which would made this a little easier is if we picked up a bat. We are terrible with runners in scoring positions. We can't get anybody in. It's a boom and bust team. A lot of home runs. 
and we've struggled there and we're like, okay, we got rid of Hater. We're going to make another move. We're going to bring some more money on. We're going to improve this offense. And we did nothing. We stead, we, 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 we got what uh, Bush from the Rangers, this ex criminal alcoholic. And he's been a home run derby since we picked him up. Hasn't really helped the team. And our bullpen has struggled trying to figure out what those pieces are without him. Boxberger's been struggling. Devin Williams seems to have figured it out. Rogers hasn't been great. It's just that well, you're guarantee five and that- five in your last ten. So, yeah. uh, I, how has August been in general? I mean, you, you're right now. You're playing the Dodgers. You beat them last night. <laughs> A couple of ex Cubs involved in all that too. It's uh, Victor Caratini, Caratini had the game winning two run single off of Craig Kimbrell. So and I Kimbrell's can't thank you enough. No, it. Kimbrell, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, Caratini's been the really only clutch hitter on this team. I mean, Yelich was in an zero for twenty five stretch before. He hit that home run like he's fallen off. I mean, and that was his first home run. And I want to ask about Yelich too, because I mean, he got injured a bunch. That's got to be what happened to him because he's like an MVP. And then all of a sudden he's just, the, he's not even like, he's not even replacement level good. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, you might well, need to get rid of him. I mean, we had him in the three hole. We moved him up to lead off and he was, I mean, his on-base percentage is great. He was taking a lot of walks and he seemed to figure it out. I think he was batting like, 380 over a 15 game stretch and it's like okay he's just going to be an on-base guy single here double there power's gone but then he hits this over 25 slump and you're like what's what's the hitch in this swing who is this guy we have him locked into a massive contract that can really just tear the heart out of this team going forward just he's your jason of, hayward <laughs> he's our jason hayward he could be he, he very really could well be. could be. I mean, did Braun go off the team? And was it a steroids thing? I mean, what, what what's going on here? <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to put up the last 30 days for the Brewers' offense here uh, up on the screen, and Rowdy Telez has been pretty much your best hitter. He's done well against the Cubs this year so far too. Although the Cubs have have done well against the Brewers all year, we play you tough. But Rowdy Telez, which with six home runs in the in his last 22 games. Uh, and one and a OPS over a thousand. The other over a thousand OPS is Keston Hura. And then when you, yeah, when you look down the line, and Yelich is seven sixty six, and an aging Andrew McCutcheon at seven thirty five. This offense is not scary. Your OPS is the eleventh in baseball, but you are fourth in home runs overall. You strike out quite a bit, tenth most Ks in baseball, but you also walk a lot, six most walks. If your average speed with stolen bases, and that's the only category the Cubs are ahead of you in, um, but you've only scored an average amount of runs, yeah. 13th in baseball, and you're ninth in NL. So maybe you're like, hey, screw it, man. We're not going for it. Like, we're not, if we are a magic team and put it all together accidentally because we got the pitching to do it, because you do, you got that one-two punch, you got the bullpen, or had it before you traded it. Um I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're just like taking the foot off the gas. It's they're taking the foot off the gas, but it's like, this is this young core, like, like what you said with Woodruff and Burns. And I mean, we only have such a small period of time here. You experienced that with the Cubs with Schwarber and Brian and Rizzo and you squandered it. I mean, I I think you guys would admit that. And I feel like we're doing the same thing. Hater for 11 million. Keep him on the team. He had one year left on the deal. Figure it out next year. I swear to God that the Padres are going to trade him next year for more than what we got for him this year. And that's devastating to me. 
Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what happened with Schwarber too. Like we did, we let him go for reasons and didn't even uh, just didn't resign him, got nothing for him. And then uh, the, but then two teams, including the nationals and the Red Sox all managed to to figure out something to do with him. And uh, we couldn't find a buyer somehow. Um, I, I, if you're the Cubs or you're any team playing the Brewers, just march out any left-handed pitcher you have, and you're going to win the game. We cannot hit lefty pitching. It's unbelievably bad. I, I would like to look up the splits on that at yeah. some point. Yeah, the, and I don't know. We're gonna we're definitely throwing Justin Steele at you, but I think the other guys that we got are righties. Yeah, but it's, I think it's going to be Thompson, Stroman, Steele. But um, you should rest up lighter, man. I remember he came in when you're—I forget who the starter was—got injured and went like six innings and just dominated. Maybe that wasn't against us. That was a oh, team, but, Mark Letter yeah. always pitches. He, yeah. He'll pitch at all these games somehow. Dude, I love this. <laughs> I, that guy's great. I mean, he did give up one run in that national series. I mean, you guys have to be really high on that guy. Oh yeah, we we love those uh, like thirty two year olds journeyman minor league guys who are probably only in the majors because they have a famous uncle. <laughs> so, uh, and I mean, overall, listen, your bullpen's not what it once was. No. I was looking at it, and the 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 team ERAs out of the bullpen, you're barely better than us. Yeah. We got a four hundred two, you got a three ninety five ERA. Like that's how many runs you're giving up. Um, only the White Sox separate us, and they're also they're the White Sox are a lot like the Brewers right now in a situation where they are squandering a situation where they have a lot of talent and a weak division, and they're just not able to put put it together. But it seems like they've been going on a nice run here lately. It seems like they're yeah. figuring it out at the right time, and that starting pitching staff is really starting to show up. They were hurt for a long long part of the season. They're getting yeah. healthy. And despite LaRusso's best efforts to tank that team, they seem to be rallying around each other and finding ways to win. And people want to break, blame Craig Council, but we get so many runners on base and we don't get them in. And how do you coach that? It's like be a hitter, hit, play situational baseball. We don't. We refuse to bunt. We did last night for once in our life. Hunter Renfro got a, a single in extra innings and that eventually won the game. But you just don't see the Brewers playing that type of baseball. Yeah. They're still playing that old three true outcome baseball. And then like, no, sorry, we changed the ball again on you. You can't do that anymore. Sorry. Uh, You're still playing pretty good defense, though. Still got a pretty good defensive team. Uh, You got the 700 defensive efficiency ratios. You're getting your outs where you need them. And slightly better than average in the errors department. Cubs are fifth most, so we're kicking it around. We're going (laughs) to kick around some games. Um they're First all all drunk. Yeah. yeah, they are. The, the Cubs, they play the Orioles tomorrow. So they got some weird sojourn out to – they're probably in Baltimore right now because it's – well, actually, they're probably stuck in Beltway traffic right now going <laughs> to play Baltimore because I don't even think they'll fly. You know, it's a, an hour drive. So by the time you got to the airport, you could have just driven there. So the team bus will go over to, to – uh, to Orioles Park at Camden Yards, and Adrian Sampson will pitch that. Last I looked, the Orioles had it announced – their uh, starter, but I, I still got a scavenger hunt. Anybody going to this game, they are giving away, so they say, this Adley Rutschman NFT rookie season digital, digital collectible to all fans 18 and older. I don't know how this works. Last time we had people try to f- ask ushers at the game how to get this digital collectible. The ushers had never heard of it. They this have is no a, idea. This is a boomer's nightmare. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> all the ushers are 80. They're like, digital what? Yeah. <laughs> Talk to fan services. What's a I QR they code? Got, they got some stickers over there. No, it's I not a, a sticker. I have a flip phone. Is this what you use? It must be electronically transferred. Um, My son dropped me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't know what the hell a digital collectible is or why you'd want to collect something digital. But if you do and you're going to the game, you apparently can get this for free. And I want to know if anybody can get it. That's all I want to know. Is it even I, possible to get one of those octogenarians to figure out how to get you this thing. Is this what promotions are going to become? It's just all going to be digital because that can't cost the team any money. It's like you get one graphics guy, you get a QR code, and then you hand it out. It's just the cheapest shit you could ever think of. Like, oh, yeah. what, what, what's the value of that? Like, like you, NFT bobbleheads, and you're like, hey, look, I have a bobblehead on my phone. Yeah. Like, no, you don't. You, you and, don't. And you have nobody, a picture of, of a fucking bobblehead. And kids aren't watching baseball anymore. Like, is this really going to draw them in? Like, come on. Can you imagine it does? <laughs> I mean, look at Pokemon. Yeah, well, hide, fucking, they- hide Pokemon characters in Camden Yards. Maybe they'll show up, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Do a deal with the Poke people. Yeah. <laughs> so game one, well, Samson's pitching tomorrow. I don't know who's pitching for the Brewers. I don't, I mean, for the Orioles, I also don't really care. Because the game is one, even more inconsequential than the games against the Nationals were this week. The Brewers games, playing spoilers, fun. But every sp- time we spoil you guys, we're, do- we're helping the Cardinals. That's so it's true. not fun. It's not fun. No. Yeah. Help us help you by beating the Cardinals. Like, let's team together. Just tank these games, man. Let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Just we have the Dodgers up. after this. This is a big series. We got Dodgers, Cubs, Dodgers. This isn't going to be easy. Well, we might not have to tank the games – on purpose, we might just do it anyway, just because that's who we are. Um, Aaron Ashby, though, is probably your worst starter, and I don't think he—I don't think he's been announced for this first game, but it would be his turn. But sometimes, doesn't he pitch out of the uh, bullpen? Uh, not this year. He's a full-time starter on the team, and he has that two and ten record, and. Uh, the 4.4 ERA, but he's had a lot of bad luck, just like a lot of soft hit balls, uh, a lot of runs that really weren't his fault. And we do see a future in this kid. And we just locked him up, I think, on a five-year deal because we do see that potential in him. So if he can get around some weird mistakes and weird miscues, I mean, the kid can be tough, and he he, he can pitch pretty deep into games. Is he Alan Ashby's son? <laughs> uh No. No, he's not. Alan Ashby was like a uh, a catcher for the, I want to say the Astros back in the eighties or something like that. So, uh, yeah, he's he's probably your worst starter, though. I would say, which isn't. I mean, he'd be number three on our team probably. So, but saying he's the worst starter on team on our team when you go Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta. I mean, that's yeah, that's tough. No, exactly, tough, tough competition. Tough act to follow. Yeah, tough act to follow. So uh, uh, Keegan Thompson's going out there for the Cubs. He's got a 367 earn run average. Uh, Ashby, last time, he was really good against the Cardinals. Two runs on three hits. He beat us quite handily. 12 strikeouts in six innings pitched. Only one run on five hits. That's the potential. Uh, That was a Wilson Contreras home run. So thank God he's still on the team, even though we didn't trade him and didn't get jack shit. However, the Cubs, though, in 40 plate appearances against him, are batting 300. Hmm. So 
mixed bag there. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you how to bet on U.S. bet. So uh, Keegan Thompson was pretty bad against the Reds. It rained, and then he lost his grip, and then he was out of the game. 1.2 innings, four earned runs, three walks, and a home run, that big home run to Aristides Aquino. Keegan pitched uh, against Milwaukee back in April out of the pen, back when we had starters that weren't Keegan Thompson. And uh, 2.2 innings, 4 Ks, the Brewers only 3 for 19 against him. So this one belongs to the Cubbies. No, come on now. (laughs) The Brewers are going to have to play desperate. And uh, I I do believe in Ashby in this game, man. I mean, despite his ERA, his whip is pretty good. I think it's like a 1.2. I want to say like 1.34 or something like that. I mean, I I, I love, I, I 12 love strikeouts and I mean, he's striking out two an inning. Yeah. Against and the Cubs last time. I loved how you you tweeted something about the Nationals. Like, don't the Cubs realize they're playing the Nationals? It's like, no, they realize they're playing the fucking Cubs. That's that's the <laughs> issue. <here. laughs> well, and that's what you got to be scared of, too, is playing down to we've seen some, you know, powerhouse teams come into Chicago and be like, ah, it's the Cubs. They do, they lost nine straight. The Braves did that. They come in. We had lost like nine in a row. They had won nine in a row. And we beat them two or three. So that happens. It's baseball. Um, Freddie Peralta, one of your aces, is going out there in game two. Uh, Marcus Stroman's going out there for the Cubs. So this is the probably the, the, the I think, marquee matchup of the series. Freddie, uh, though, last time against uh, – Dodgers, he kind of kind of got worn out. He's only four innings pitched. He only gave up two hits and one run, but they they gave up four walks, which is uncharacteristic of him. And uh, ninety two pitches in those four innings, so they just wore yeah. him out, I guess. Uh, he's coming off a long injury too. I think this is only his fourth start back after missing, I'd say, the majority of the season. Uh, so he's still trying to find his control, trying to find his rhythm. I mean, when he's on, I mean, he's amazing. Uh, he pitches competitively, like we saw in that game. 90 pitches over four innings, but, you know, did enough to keep us in that game. It was 2-2 for a while. So uh, we're looking for him to figure it out. And this series might not mean anything to you, but I think it's very telling for the Brewers. I mean, we're, what, two and a half games back right now? We're playing the Dodgers. We have you. Then we play the Dodgers again, and then we go against the Cubs. And, I mean, this season's getting short. I mean, yeah, this could a, be – I mean, we could – and a half left only. We, we could fall back. Cards go on a, a run here, five, six games by the end of our series together, and that could be the death blow. No. So I think this is do or die time for the Brewers. So for us, we really need to win these games, and there's a lot of pressure on this team to show up. Well, the Brewers, the Brewers have kind of notoriously been that kind of late season rush team. That's what fucked the Cubs over in 2018, anyway. But how um, many times can we pull that rabbit out of our hat? You know, I it's, don't know. It, we're about to find out. Yeah, we are about to find out. But I'll, I'll say this much: against Peralta, Ian Happ, he has the home run against Peralta. He's the only. Well, actually, Seiya Suzuki has a home run. He hit that back in April. Uh, but uh, Ian Happ has a home run against him. It's his only hit. He's one for 14. Just cannot figure this guy out. Contreras is not much better. Three for 12 with the double. So uh, it's not, it doesn't look good for us. Cubs batting 200 overall. Um, really only Nico Horner, who would add another, who's kind of on fire right now, had a great series uh, in D.C. Had three hits, I believe, yesterday. Uh, just doing great. Uh, spraying the ball over the field. He's three for seven, so he's really the only one that's done anything. And two of them are doubles, so he's slugging in a little bit. 
And then um, Stroh's going out there for the Cubs, uh, 4.2 innings pitched last time. That was against the uh, Nationals. Four runs, none of them were earned. We'd already talked about that. He faced Milwaukee twice, and he's done very well. One run on four hits, over 12 innings pitched in those two games. However, Willie Adamas, watch out for him. Is he injured or anything? No, he's playing, but just not not playing well. Uh. Well, he's going to be looking forward to this game against Stroh because he's six for 11 with two homers. So if you want to bet on anybody you get a hit in this game or to hit a home run, go Willie Adamas. Maybe call me and I'll let you know if the wind's blowing in or out because that'll make a big difference. Yeah. Uh, We should do a U.S. bet uh, wager too. Uh, Number of times Contreras Contreras is plunked in this series. (laughs) Over, under, one and a half. Will he be hit? Over one and a half times. I, I, one and a half times per game. Oh, what per game? Well, <laughs> yeah. it depends if, how far he's leaning that elbow over the plate. That's the. Did you see that Rizzo plunk the other day where he like lost his shit in the dugout? Yeah. Rizzo got plunked. And I don't know where he was supposed to go, but, you know, he's also notorious on that. But they didn't give him first base. And he went ape shit. He touched the ump and everything. He ended up K and I think on the same at bat. I don't know. Yeah, and then destroying the the dugout with his helmet. I mean, he lost. I mean, he was hit. Yeah, was, that was bullshit. It you was know? a sidearm pitcher. I don't know how you get out of the way of that. They never call that, too. It's just it's the ump show right there. I was surprised Contreras was able to uh, wave to the fans as, as well as he did on his goodbye tour for a month, the, uh, the number of times we've hit him in that arm. You know? Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> 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 just, like, holding it up. Yeah. <laughs> Because it wasn't against the Brewers. Seriously, yeah. he takes it on there all the time. So then the last game, uh, this is this also be a good game. Woodruff, 353 versus Justin Steele. Uh, Woodruff, man, that that was the beginning. This was Woodruff's probably first worst start of the year when the Cubs got seven runs off of him and six hits. He walked three, lasted only 3.2 innings. But really, ultimately, the Cubs are terrible against Woodruff. They, um, they really, I mean, almost through and through they're batting in 130 plate appearances overall. So it's pretty large sample size. All of the 24 of those plate appearances are from Jason Hayward, who's no longer on the team. Well, he is, but you know, 213 batting average, 339 OPS, only a slugging a 269, not nice. And only one home run from Ian Happ, who's also batting 217. So it's not looking good, our chances. Um, Steele uh, against the Brewers, uh, he's faced them four times. It was good two of the times and bad two of the times. He's given up eight runs in 19.1 innings against them. In his best outing against the Brewers, Brewers, he went 6.2 innings and he struck out nine. So, But that was that was the only real time he was really good. Um, and uh, last time he went out there was – just the other day where he pitched very well and he uh, against DC. So I don't know if yeah. that counts. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be seeing the Woodruff at the beginning of the season. He started really slow. He's been really honing it in and figuring it out in that late season form. I mean, if you're going to beat Woodruff, it's usually you got to hit the home run ball off of him, which the Dodgers hit two solo shots. It was two, two when he finally left the game. But uh, yeah, I think he'll, Another bad prop wager if it's over under seven and a half strikeouts. He's going over. He's going to mow you guys down on Sunday. 
Yeah, I mean that that's highly likely. <laughs> Our best hope, and the thing about Sunday is, uh, we're we're going to be uh, partying up at the Club Four Hundred Palooza on the rooftop. Bleacher Bum Band is playing. Oh hell yeah! Uh, we'll be rocking out. Uh, Patrick Wisdom is coming by. Maybe a couple other Cubs will stop by. Some of the great weather, low humidity. I hear it's going to be perfect, man. Well, well, then, kind of. It, it's going to rain on. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. It just well, after, not during yeah. the game. After you play, you usually look like you've been in a monsoon, so it should be <laughs> the same. <laughs> oh my god, I'm the sweatiest <laughs> fuck. Hey man, I, when I rock, I rock hard. Yeah, man. I just you got I got one speed when I'm up there, and it's to rock hard. What my body, my brain didn't tell my body that I'm fat and out of shape and I can't do the things I once did. But that's okay. I try anyway. And I'm like, then I go eat pizza and ruin all the cardio I just got. You should drain that sweat from your shirt into a cup and then make the Cubs drink it so that, you know, they get they have that energy, you know, every day when they go out there. Maybe it'll be better. I don't know. I, I would probably – I mean, I don't know how much the sweat of a 48-year-old man will do for you. I mean, you know, at that point, like, you might as well just drink children's blood, you know. It's like, that seems like you would take some of those cars for kids' kids. And I mean, the celebrities in L.A. eat their own placentas, so this isn't too far <laughs> off, you know. Yeah, I lost my placenta years ago. Uh, so uh, I got an announcement on the September 24th. Bleacher Bum Band is playing the Riverside Hop Stop. It's going to be fun. It's a beer festival. Costs like forty bucks to get in. You get to drink all this uh, beer and then watch Bleacher Bum Band. We're headlining, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to rock out. It's going to be a good time. Um, and I I only have one uh, TFC. I didn't even ask you to bring a, a this flexing cube, but I I thought this was pretty funny because this is an MLB wide uh, this flexing cube in which um, uh, MLB tweeted out tomorrow. Catch a special Altcast version of the Mariners Angels game on our YouTube channel. <laughs> That's a must see. What? But, but then you look at the people that are in this Altcast, which I don't know what it is. You have Bill Nye, the science guy. Then you got Alex Matz, Kate Feeney, Caleb Green, Cameron Maben, ex Cub Cameron Maben, okay. Lauren Gardner, Courage. Lacey Jane Brown, Kenny Maine, and then Joel McHale, who's been around quite a bit for Talk Soup and some TV shows. Um, but I like what Randall J. Sanders said. Who the hell are half of these people? Because <laughs> <laughs> seriously, like, so not only do you pick like the most boring ass teams in the major leagues that I, I even I forget the Mariners are actually a baseball team sometimes, you know, like they're so far flung. It's so boring. And then you put them against the Angels, who are like perennial like disappointments with the best players in baseball on their team. And then you give me a guy named Courage. Like, who the fuck is Courage? I have. What, is this like a, a their spin on the Manning cast? Yeah, Caleb Green, baby. Did they Kate, just Kate the, Feeney going out there? The best who? part of the Manning cast is that it's the Mannings and one other person, and they're yeah. like, you know what? Let's get a let's get twelve that nobody knows, and just have them talk over each other about two shitty teams that haven't been relevant for the last two decades. Let's do that. Well, this will really what I wonder is, in. are they really going to have like all ten of these people out there at the same time? Because that is total chaos. Well, there, it's probably one an inning, right? Is there nine people there? 
Even worse, dude. I mean, that's what the Cubs have been doing to us all year. I mean, as much as I love Rick Sutcliffe and I think like he's like a homer and sounds drunk, and so I really enjoy listening to him because uh, he says shit like, yeah, back in my day, we used to run guys over. You know, yeah. I like hearing that stuff. So, but um, the, uh, the, the, the problem is you, you want to listen to the same guys every day. Like you got yes. Euchre. You want to hear Euchre. Oh, man, Euchre's going to be on, you know, Pat Hughes for us, you know, on the radio. But now they got it. Pat going over to do TV, and then they have Zach Zaidman, who everybody hates doing the radio, so that ruins that. Ron Coomer's okay, but then they moved him around, too. Then they got Boog, who calls it like it's a national call. Then they put Beth Moens on, who sounds like she's calling a golf tournament, but she's pretty good. She goes, gets along with well with J.D. Uh, Jim Deshays, but then, like, he's not on anymore. So then they bring in Ryan Sandberg. Like, uh, dude, like, it is musical fucking chairs. Oh. And as cool as it is to have a bunch of different voices that you would, you know, be interacting with or whatever or listening to, what you want is just the two guys or the same people every day that you're used to and you can you count on. Yeah, to build that chemistry. The Brewers have the same thing going on because we have Brian Anderson, and he does all the national games for NBA and MLB on TBS. And then Bill Stroder's having heart problems, so they're bringing in Tim Dillard and Vinny Rettino and all these guys. And then Euchre doesn't travel with the team on the road, so then they have Lane Grindle and another guy that comes in. There's just no consistency. And Brian Anderson, when he is there, he just feels like he's too big for the team now. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah, I was just at the NBA finals. Yeah, so. I just, yeah, I just called Game Seven. Now I'm here watching the shitty Brewers play. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I know. I mean, I do think that I had a lot of hope for Boog, but unfortunately, he doesn't seem to enjoy the game of baseball that much. So it's oh, like it's really been difficult. That's now, a good it, mix. So he does. You know, he just. He finds things fascinating that I, I that I'm not interested in that are, that are many times not relevant relevant to the game at hand. The yeah. thing I like about Sutcliffe is that he's watching the game and yeah. he talks about every play like he's playing. He's still down there in his head, and you can tell. And it's a good thing to think. Whereas Boog gets very esoteric and like flies into some advanced stats and exit velos, and I'm like, you know, I never heard the exit velo on the game winning bunt Boog, but like. You know. oh, on, a, on a side note, have you guys talked about this, how bad Sunday Night Baseball is on ESPN? I can't watch it. It's unwatchable. It's yeah, just Carrie writes in, the musical chairs of both the TV and radio booth has been so annoying. I guess JD had COVID. Yeah, I heard that too. I mean, yeah, so I, I get that they have to like make some moves and stuff like that, but does it have to be somebody different every hour? <laughs> you know? No. Oh, man. Sorry, what were you saying? I cut you off. Oh, Sunday Night Baseball, just how terrible it is. I mean, you bring in David Cohn and think this is going to be entertaining. You took the most entertaining man from Sunday Night Baseball and John Crook and got rid of him. I mean, that man is hilarious. He's a legend. He's topical. He he says risky things that you shouldn't be saying on television. Like, this is what the thing you want in primetime to get people interested in baseball. And you have Peter, or who is it? Uh, who's the lead announcer on that? Is it uh, Gammons? Gammons? Yeah. I don't know. I, oh. I, I don't watch it. I, I can't that, watch it. It pisses he, me off too much. He can't improvise. They, they'll they bring in, like, the cake and, like, the mascot, and he just seems upset and thrown off. Like, the guy can't improvise. He's not with it. it it's, it's terrible. It's so sad to watch MLB try to be cool because they're terrible at it. Yeah, and you know what? Baseball's not cool, and that's no. okay. I mean, but do you know who that's is right. cool? Actually, do you know who is cool? Like, the players. 
The yeah. players are the only ones that are allowed to be cool. The uh, yeah, the the broadcast doesn't have to be cool. Like, you know, what what you want is a is like your grandpa. Yeah. That's all you want. You want your grandpa telling you some, some yards. You want Bob Euchre telling stories from 50 years ago, 30 years ago on Mr. Belvedere. You want the Vin Scullys of the world. Yeah. Pat instead Hughes, legend. Then, yeah. In, instead, we're uh, micing up Juan Soto and, you know, barely getting questions across as he's trying to shake a fly ball in left field. It's it's awful. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's an unwatchable broadcast. The other thing, I don't know if you caught <laughs> – yeah, on the Field of Dreams game, which was the Harry Carey hologram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't even look like Harry Carey, so it's like it's like they hired an actor, took photographed him doing it, lip-syncing to Harry, and then put that up. And I'm like, why don't you yeah. just have the actor go up there? But then people are insisting that it actually was Harry Carey. It's like those like dead people come to life sort of th- apps that you can download now and you know animate your dead relatives for some reason. Um, they should have made it 5D and just had the smell of cirrhosis coming off of them. <laughs> Joe Kilgallen was pissed because the the jacket looked way too uh, way too nice, like he hadn't been on Rush Street all night. He's like, yeah, exactly. that's not the area I know. <laughs> so uh, oh. as as David Ross would say, um, <laughs> the, the, the old double birds. So um, that's the show. Uh, thank you, Johnny, for who's gone now, but he, he was here and now uh, he's gone. But uh, I'm gonna we're gonna enjoy his Craigslist uh, job that's coming on. Uh, I also want to say hi, Michael Cotton. Uh, sorry you couldn't come on. We were we had to do some timing musical chairs because of my rehearsal and stuff. That's why we're going at a weird time and not tomorrow night. We're going tonight uh, or today, right now. Um, but uh, hashtag chance in the chat, and you could win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me. So let's get that going, and uh, I'm going to share my screen here so everybody can see the winner. And you will be entered to win a prize to be picked at the end of the year. Not the baseball year, the end of the year year, the whole year. Here we go. Oh, and it's Everett Yoakum the third. Congratulations, you are the winner of the Frank Chance postcard. Uh, by the way, just so everybody knows, Everett enters this contest like pretty much, I think like seven or eight times. So if you want to win now, especially with the added incentive of a big prize, uh, you're going to have to enter more than once on multiple fl- platforms, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff. Otherwise, Everett's going to beat you. As you can see, Eric Wheeler is showing you a replica postcard of what that might look like coming to your house. Although the ones I'm ordering are are different. They're just going to be this one. Ooh. Yeah, I think this one's funny because his hairstyle's stupid. <laughs> That's a real Hitler youth cut right there. Yeah, but this book, it, it predates Hitler, so it doesn't count. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Like, Yeah, this is like – Frank Chance had to change his hairstyle. Actually, I don't even think he was alive anymore when all that happened. So uh, congratulations. Uh, David Elliott says, thank you, Eric. You do a great job talking baseball. We actually like oh, having you on, but you. don't tell anybody. Oh, thanks, David. Yeah, And uh, Lil Yumper says, Everett is forever the champion of the hashtag chance postcard. <laughs> it's true. The, the man can't lose. He can't lose at postcards, and he can't lose at yodeling. We know this. So, um, all right, well, uh, Spagog, everybody, this should be fun. We'll uh, hang out again sometime 
next week uh, after all this mayhem's over. I don't know if there's tickets to the Club 400 Palooza, but if there are, go to club400cubs.com and find out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Rump shot of shots on me. Oxwerp. <laughs> <laughs> And Malort and Malort on me. There we go. Okay. Well, uh, uh, I'm going to play a song, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Spagog. Oxwerp. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. to the park and have some fun Cubs are gonna score a bunch of runs Come and see him play I know we're gonna win the game at Wrigley Watch him every day when they're away Every double play home run and save We've been cubby blue and we've been doing it all our lives at Wrigley. All you need is cubs. All you need is cubs. All you need is cubs. Cubs. Cubs is all you need. Cubs, cubs, cubs. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs Cubs, Cubs, Cubs All you need is Cubs All you need is Cubs All you need is Cubs 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 is all you need Cubs, Cubs, Cubs Cubs, Cubs, Cubs Cubs, Cubs, Cubs We're singing Go Cubs Go when they're at home Follow them when they go on the road One day we will see the Cubs win the World Series at Wrigley. All you need is Cubs. All you need is Cubs. All you need is Cubs. Cubs. Cubs is all you need. Cubs is all you need. Cubs is all you need. Cubs is all you need, 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 Cubs is all you need. All you need is Cubs. And maybe some food. Probably some food. And water. And air to breathe. And the Cubs. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.